Hey, g'day one, g'day all. Welcome back again to another one. Yeah, two in a row tonight. Yep, amazing what a bit of caffeine can do, guys. Eh? Get you rocking and rolling. Same usual story, various alternative topics. I'm going to structure it a little bit, bit of structure. I'm going to go for break for an hour, and then I'm going to do an open line. If there's no one that calls in, I'm just going to keep on going. For the whole two hours of Strange Days. Two minute entry and we'll rock and roll. There will be a show tonight. The Hendersons will all be there. Late of Pablo Frank is there. What a scene. Over men and horses, hoops and garters. Lastly, through a hogshead of real fire. In this way, Mr. K will challenge the world. The celebrated Mr. K performs his feet on Saturday at Bishop's Gate. Nice neck of the woods, The Hendersons will dance and sing as Mr. Kite flies through the ring. Don't be late. Mrs. K and H assure the public their production will be second to none. And of course, Henry the Horse dances the wall. It's prudence. Oh, prudence is right in Henry. Well, wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you know? something a little bit unusual today that comes to mind that's right you unusual mind hmm interesting concept I um while making my herbal teas tea bags I thought what a waste of chamomile and blah 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 well anyway so I'd be mainly having green tea and um leaven Make sure what I freaking putting around my head. Oh shit, there goes that one. Jasmine, what am I talking about? Welcome to the room, mate. And um, so I've been having um, jasmine and green tea. And 
As I've been taking, my eyes have been itchy as hell lately. All along my eyelids, everything, you know what I mean? So as I take the tea bag out and drain it, leaving some moisture in it, of course, as tea bags usually hold, I've been pampering my bloody eyes all around my eyes with it. Sounds a bit gross, but I'm not putting it back in the, in the pot, you know. It's going in the bin. And what an amazing bloody feeling. I just started then, actually, it was a little bit hot. He <laughs> my eyeballs out. Just shut my eye and do on my eye, eyelids, I guess you call them. And all around my eyes. Probably good for a little bit of crow's feet, maybe, I don't know. With dark eyes or something. They reckon starch is really good. Potato peels for um, to under people to get dark eyes. Not that I get that, but if you do, little hint from Dr. Oz. Anyway, so anyway, this is something to think about, guys. Why waste your tea bag before you throw it out? Hmm? What a bloody good idea. Just come to mind today, and I'll tell you what, apart from just about burning my eye eyelids off just then. Oh, man. Nectar of the gods, for sure. Try it. Green tea and jasmine, man. All right. Well, that should wash down the bloody coffee I just had. That black mud. No sugar, no milk. That'll get the party going for sure. There's no doubt about it. Anyway, enough of me. Enough of me. Let's find my little file of worm and gloom again. Where are you, darling? Here she is. Yes, in the meantime, since my last episode, about an hour and a half ago, I guess, somewhere around there, I have compiled some new material. That's right. What a bloody little soldier. Yeah, I've done some homework, guys. And a little bit more. Now that I've bought this pad, I don't have to lay down because my back is killing because I've been sitting here too long. No, not a nappy pad. It's a rubber. But, um, it's like a, a rubber. It's made of like a, a rubber. A rubber, rubber, rubber. Well, it's not a rubber ducky. I'm not sitting on duckies. It's, um, I found it on eBay, actually. And they're just... Here we go, I've got no shares in the company. They've got holes all through it. It's hard to explain. It looks a bit like a shower mat, but it's really soft. It's a double-sided, comes with a nice little carry bag. Absolutely fantastic, man. I feel like my posture's better. Um, it aerates around your bottom. <laughs> no, other way, no other way to call it, I guess. Bum. Proverbial. So I... um. I've got that rocking and rolling, and I haven't been able to ever sit in a chair so long. It's been bloody fantastic. Well, got up, of course, a few times. Um, so there you go. Amazing. They're not all that expensive. I'm actually going to get one for the car as well. I think they're bloody fantastic. So if anyone's thinking of buying one or you want to know what it actually is, send me a message in the comments, and I'll send you the linky-boo. All right. Back to the show. Come on, Oz. You can get there. You can get there. I'm working on it, guys. Let me have a little sip of this again. The nectar of the gods. That's the way. Right, let's get into this. First on my list, we're going to start with Terry Crews is exposing Hollywood. Now, I don't, I'm sure I'd know him in movies and all that. <clears throat> I'm sure out there, movie buffs would know the guy. Um, <clears throat> uh, it's a little bit of a write-up. I'll just quickly go through this. Hey, welcome to the room, CC. Good to see you, mate. 
Um, Terry Crews, uh, the big muscular man in a lot of movies we love, he's coming out. Oh, I'm going to have a um, an open line in about 50 minutes, mate. I've only just started. Yeah, I'm going to do it at the hour from now on. If you don't mind, come back or, or just go through the show with me. Yeah, thanks, mate. Just, I think it's just working out better, you know. Then I can... And you take notes, you know, if you're listening through it and you want to bring something up after. I just find the structure works a lot better on my shows that way. It gives me a chance to roll it all out. It's off my chest. I don't get angry and frustrated because I've never done it all. <laughs> so that's one plus. <laughs> we can't have Oz angry now, can we? And it uh, gives you a chance to listen to the broadcast and then we can all have a chat for an hour after that. I'm, I'm really liking that structure. I've done it on the last one and I'm going to bloody stick to it. Unless it's an emergency, man. If you've got a, a real bad woe in your life or something when you need to talk to, by all means, please call in any time. That's all I say. But don't call in just because you're lacking cheese or salad on your, your hamburger you're ripped off. That's where I get the shits. If we can go by them rules, everything's going to sell fine. So anyway, back to this. Lots of movies we love. He's coming out and talking about how Hollywood high-level agents groped him in the middle of a party. He's even going. To, oh, well, I'm not going to say it because he's going to. He's going to say it. I've gone through a little bit of it. So, okay, let's have a listen. Terry Crews exposing Hollywood. Walk out a party with my wife. I was sexually assaulted by a successful Hollywood agent. The assault lasted only minutes, but what he was effectively telling me while he held my genitals in his hand was that he held the power, that he was in control. Has there been retaliation against you for what you are saying now to the public? Thank you for your question, Senator. Uh, I've done three movies uh, called The Expendables with Sylvester Stallone. The producer of that film called my manager and asked him to drop my case in order, so in order for me to be in the fourth installment of the movie. Victim of a powerful man, I was sexually assaulted by Adam Bennett, who was the head of the motion picture department at William Morris Endeavor. In February of 2016, Cruz says he and the Hollywood super agent Adam Bennett were at the same party. Bennett has represented some of Hollywood's biggest names, Liam Hemsworth, Emma Stone, Sylvester Stallone, Eddie Murphy, and Adam Sandler. You're talking about a very, very powerful man who has access to studio heads. What they do affects every part of the business, from producers, writers, actors, uh, they own finance companies, the whole thing. And well. did you know him before the party? And I did not know him. I heard of him. We had never, ever even had a conversation. Okay? So, I just heard... Uh, and actually, I was actually looking forward to meeting him. But instead of a professional meet and greet, Cruz claims Bennett leered at him from across the room. I, I The first time I ever actually had an interaction with him was at this event. And I literally... I'm looking at him... And he's basically staring at me, and he's sticking his tongue out, and, you know, it's overt, just overtly sexual kind of uh, tongue moves. And I'm sitting there like, it's a party, it's packed, the whole thing. And I'm looking like, is this a joke? I mean, I don't, I don't understand. It was actually so bizarre. And he keeps coming over to me. He comes over to me, I stick my hand out, and he literally takes his hand and 
puts it and squeezes my genital. And I, I'm jumped back like, hey, hey. And, and he's like, and he's still licking his tongue out and all this stuff. And I go, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then he comes back again. And he just won't stop. And I, I, <laughs> then I really got forceful. Pushed him back. He bumps into all the other party goers the whole day. And he starts giggling and laughing. And let me tell you, Mike, I have never felt more emasculated. I didn't think anybody would believe you if you came forward. Last year? No. Mmm. Little perverts, eh? Little perverts. This one... Yeah, they said, did I sell my... I don't know it myself, but those that are into that sort of music genre. The name's Sexy Red. No idea who the hell it is, but it's obviously up there with the high big wigs. Looks like she might be, anyway, I don't know, hip-hop or rapper or somebody there. And um, welcome back. And um, she says she sold her soul. Have a listen to this. So, should I just tell them the truth? It's time for me to just keep it a honey with child. Like, yes, they got me in this shit. I don't know. I can't get out of it. I'm getting too much money. I'm getting too much money. I don't want to get out of it. Let's see. I did. I'm in this shit, man. I'm in this shit. <laughs> Yo, she's like, mm. That's what y'all want to hear. Now I'm saying it. They talk about stop playing. Yes, I'm with the Illuminati. Yes. Uh, I'm out of town. Thugging with my round. My coochie pink. My booty hog round. What's with the hand signs, bro? Is it every day devil, devil, worship, worship, worship? Is it every day now? Oh, she looks like a lovely character for the young generation to look up to, doesn't she? Hmm, very becoming, isn't she? Anyway, this is um. And you see this Mark Zuckerberg? This is um Cat on Zuckerberg's two hundred and seventy million dollar bunker. Just a bit of loose change, guys. Check this out. K-A-T-T. Man, you see this Mark Zuckerberg building this $270 million bunker? What he building about a $270 million bunker? What do he know that we don't know, Cat? Kim Jong-un? <laughs> what? I don't know what you don't know. Do you understand that people that are not very bright are in charge of nuclear bombs all across the country? That's what he knows. He knows that 30% of all weapons systems are running off regular Wi-Fi. So what does that mean? That means if a solar flare or a meteor hits either one of those, literally a bomb can go off just because the system accidentally got turned off. Yeah, that's what he knows. The, the people that are in power know that the people that are running the most complicated and deadliest things on the planet are just an average idiot. Just the average idiot. This is... um. Robin Williams knew what a pervert Stephen Hawkins was. Have a listen to this, Colin. Just to hang out with Stephen Hawking. Just to... oh, yes. oh, wow. Nice day to hang out with me. <laughs> I love the... They say he goes to strip clubs. That's wild. Yeah. Laptop dance. <laughs> now for me. Now work it, girl. Take me to the event horizon. There we go now. What a great idea to have fun now. You know I want it. Now don't sit on the keyboard. <laughs> delete, 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 delete. <laughs> I'm sorry. Where did you go with that one?
um, Paul Walker, November the 30th, 2013, his car hit a tree and caught on fire. The video, however, looks more like an explosion. He was set to come forward exposing the Clinton Foundation's crimes against children in Haiti. He discovered this through his charity work. Hmm, very interesting, eh? This one is Dr. David Martin speaks up again. Depopulation. A agenda. very small number of criminal industrial conspirators. This goes for 23. I'm not going to play the whole thing, of course. I'll play it for five minutes and give you a good listen to him. Um, you can look him up, Dr. David Martin, probably um, and just type depopulation speech. You'll probably come across that. Uh, liberty and justice in an era of pen... Was it pandemics? Pandemics ending the WHO tyranny. So it's involving the WHO and all these other issues. Anyway, I'll give you a taste of five minutes. He's an interesting character. Decided to subordinate the entirety of the human population for the purpose of their sinister plans to enrich themselves while impoverishing and killing the rest of humanity. And I'm done being polite. We've long passed polite. When the words acceptable death rate become part of an industrial norm, we have lost the plot of humanity. And that's not my words. Those were the words of the World Health Organization and of Pfizer and of Moderna when they were given the authorization to begin the process of killing human beings in the interest of advancing their goals. Next slide. And I'm also not going to sugarcoat this. This is a criminal cartel. We are acting as though there's some sort of redeemable quality somewhere in some esoteric layer that somehow or another the World Health Organization must have some salutatory benefit. Well, I'm going to tell you, since its formation in the 1940s, the World Health Organization has been nothing more than a criminal cartel that has a sole and singular intent. And I will show you the document that proves what I'm saying. This is not an allegation. This is actually provable by their own words in their own hand. And they use a four-step process to execute every one of their nefarious plans. They begin by planning an exercise, then they go to the business of funding that exercise, then they create the rationale for the thing that they're going to do, and then they deploy and profit from it. And in violation of 15 U.S. Code Section 19, which for those of you listening, coincidentally started with the Clayton Act in the same year that the World Health Organization in the United States, 1913, the same year the World Health Organization's progenitors also started. So I find it fascinating that we passed the Clayton Act. Yeah, this is Dr. David Martin. It goes for um, over 20 minutes, but I'm going to play five minutes of it, mate, just for people. Oh, of course, I'm going to publish this one. I'm going for um, up to the hour, which is about geez, nearly 20 minutes already. You know what? I was rambling on a bit at the beginning. And then um, people can go look him up a bit further. And a um, little bit long, not... Yeah, but it's worth a listen. I might even actually put this one up. It's really worth a, a good listen to. In 1913, and we set in motion 110 years ago the criminal conspiracy, which we now call the World Health Organization. 110 years later. And in violation of TFU, or TFU, I don't know even how to say it, the TFEU, 
the treaty, allegedly, for the functioning of the European Union, which I think needs to now be called the treaty for the dysfunctional European cabal, Article 101 unambiguously lays out the conditions that this was never a public health anything. It was racketeering for the purpose of instilling terror to adapt the behavior of a population. Period. That's what it was. That's what it always was. And we can come up with every theoretical argument we want to make about things, but the problem, even with the theory that we had an outbreak of something, is falsifiable for the data from Zurich that shows us that in the year of the death pandemic of the globe, life insurance companies paid $30 billion less in claims. Now, if there's a medical professional or a social professional or anybody else who wants to debate that we could develop a virus cunningly that could find out your bank accounts, your insurance policy statements, and whether you're paid up on your premiums, that's a big ask. It turns out that the data is unambiguous. We did not have a pandemic. We had genocide. And we need to call it what it is. Next slide. Okay, I'll continue him for one more minute. I'm actually going to put the whole lot up, I think. it's. I know it's not a very big one for a broadcast, but, yeah, 23 minutes will pass. I don't like doing them too short, but I don't like playing them too long on this, so I'm sort of in between the devil and the deep blue sea. When I say we planned it, let's make sure we understand exactly the not-so-fine print of the fine print. And I want to call your attention first to the right-hand column of the slide. This is the 2011 data that the World Health Organization, the Wellcome Trust, PATH, and the Gates Foundation did on their wonderful worldwide program for a malaria vaccine for children under the age of six months of age. And in their clinical trial, it's helpful to point out that they murdered 66 children in the vaccine group and then cunningly, cunningly used the term control <laughs> for a control group in which they murdered 28 children. Bastards. Now, the reason I said murdered and the reason why I use that term is because it's exactly what it was. Because it turns out that this control group was not a saline injection. It was not some sort of innocuous, innocent thing. It was actually a cocktail of other known pathogenic disease-carrying injections. The control group was known to kill people, and the experimental yeah. control group was actually theoretically maybe going to kill people. And what we did was we actually went ahead and murdered them all. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave it at that, guys, because after this broadcast, just let me put this in the other file, because I really want to publish that one. Um, I'll put it up here. Yeah. Okay. Taking a sec to get back to it now. So scroll up here. Oh, where were we? Not too far. Oh. oh, here he is. Yeah, Dr. David Martin, a really good, um, interesting. Yeah, when I publish this, I'll put that straight up. So I'll just save that one. I'll, I'll convert it to audio and um, put it up. Anyway, this is down in my neck of the woods. Um, even though I come from Australia, I don't play all that too much of Australia. I'm sort of all around the world when it comes to my sort of things. I don't really just concentrate on one area. But um, anyway, this is from down in my little neck of the woods. Listen to what these bastard dogs are doing to Anzac Day down here. So much for remembering our, um, our diggers, eh? Bastards.
Day from its official holiday act. Simply Labor Australian Government has removed the term Anzac Day from its official holiday act, simply labelling the day April 25. Why, you might ask? Well, I did. Their response, well, they say nothing to see here. It's all just a beat up. Now, you might agree. No big deal. It's just the State Parliament's Act, a piece of paper, essentially. But don't you see? This is how it starts. Sick. This is how those who seek to change our way of life disrespectful, demonise our history and threaten our very existence begin their campaigns. Little innocuous actions that seemingly don't matter actually do. And by the way, the South Australian government want to be known as the defence state. Their premier said exactly that this year. Cook state. South Australia is the defence state. I think we can all agree. We have always had been and always... Well, defend your Anzacs, you stupid pig. It is an honour and a responsibility that we do not take life. No respect. The defence industry there makes SA a pretty penny, doesn't it? Worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Disgusting. Around 75% of that workforce are vet. Make my grandfather roll in his bloody grave, you dirty dog bastards. All right, I don't know why I've got to still keep talking about this microwave issue in 2024, but I'm still going to repeat these things to let it get through to people that still have not processed it into their mind just yet or their that thing up there where McFly lives. Have a listen to this, microwaves. Percentages are, but most people have microwave ovens, cook a lot of food that way. What, is that good? It's the best way to kill yourself really, really fast. You can't even do a test. Microwave water, let it go cold if you don't think the heat did it. And you have your flower pots. Two flower pots with the same flower, bought at the same shop. And one you water with regular water, and the other you water with microwave water. The one you water with microwave water is dead. The microwave is basically destroying everything. Yeah, I know about half, yes. And turning it into a toxin. So everything out of the microwave is highly toxic. And the food value is completely zero. So it doesn't really matter if you have a bowl of vegetable soup that you warm up in the microwave oven or if you eat cardboard. It makes no difference because the food value is not there anymore. And There's a really good documentary about that. You probably know CC, probably preaching to the choir. Um, angels don't play this harp. Have you have you seen that documentary? I might even find that one again. That'd be a good one. I played that a couple of years ago uh, when it came out on here. Actually, it should be in the archive somewhere. I've done yeah, I've covered harp over the years that I've been on here, and yeah, that would make a really good one. Yeah, I should look that one back up. That was a good, good little documentary thing. That. And it also becomes toxic. So anyway, microwaves, guys, stay away from. Freaking ruins the structure of your water. Always give thanks over your water. Never talk bad around food. If someone's yelling around your food while they're cooking it, don't eat the bloody thing. It just make you sick. Full believer in all that. I don't know what um, that um, Ramsey's <laughs> what he's doing to the food with all of his shenanigans. The way he freaking carries on. <laughs> Can't be good, guys. Can't be good. Structure David of water. Rush held now, a secret meeting. This is in New York. This is a little bit woohoo, but it's not. All right. This is, um, uh, yeah, it's a meeting with what he said, David Nush. I can't see, it's through Chaos, um, you can actually find this one on, um, you can type that in and you can find it on YouTube, actually. I believe it or not, it's still up there. It's called, well, it's under, I think the publisher's Chaos, um, Chaos Mogul. 
Chaos Moogle. But anyway, have a listen to this. Uh, just type in, it's his surname's G-N-U-S-C-H. York, held by a Wall Street bigwig, where Grush revealed that he was part of an extremely secret program that had figured out how to track and find UAPs in our atmosphere and near-Earth orbit. He said his op-ed will include much more details regarding this. He was told about a UAP that was in our possession that had a diameter of around 40 feet. But once you went inside, it was the size of a football field. They believed that the object was somehow able to manipulate both time and space. Grush had recently been informed that a UAP... You can actually go to um, YouTube if you type that in. You can see the image of the, um, the craft he's talking about. U.S. adversary was considering full disclosure to get out ahead of the United States and that he passed this information along to the U.S. government. He also mentioned that the U.S. has taken part in a fair amount of crash retrievals before 1933. Grush also claims the non-human intelligence looks like the typical gray alien and they aren't sure where these beings come from. There is also a chance that they may be extra-dimensional, but that it could also just seem that way because of the technology they use, rather than them actually being extra-dimensional beings. Oddly enough, he also mentioned that only about 50 people know the full scope of the UFO phenomenon. David Grush is still hopeful of UFO disclosure, regardless of what happened with the UFO Disclosure Act, and he believes that it's coming sooner rather than later. Let me know what you guys think in the Yeah, it's hard to say with a lot of these things now these days with AI technology, C, what are they called, CGCIs and bloody, all these things they can do, you know, it's hard to really put 100% faith in anything, even the, the giant skulls and that I've seen a lot of presentations or um, giants, I know that these things have been around, but there's also fakes that get amongst these bloody, these findings as well. It just ruins the whole bloody community, you know, and, and research. It's, it's, it's so sad that people think it's funny to put fake shit up there when people are trying to dig into real research and then you try and publish something that you haven't looked into enough and then you look like an idiot when you do it because people laugh at you and think, <laughs> we know that's fake or we know that's crap or, you know, they could have like um, a presenta- presentation of, say, um, ten, 10 large skeletons found and one of them's fake and then it makes the whole look, you know, you've really got to do your homework these days and then even a bit more. It's, it's a very tricky situation we live in these days with the technology. In 1972, two airmen were suspended. This one goes for a minute and 14. Um, did the CIA scrub documents um, that's linked to George Bush? Have a listen to this little thing for a minute and a bit. For failing to take their medical examination. One was George W. Bush. And the other was James R. Bath. Yeah, true, Cece. In 2000, the documents show both names. But in 2004... Bush in the White House had Bath's name blacked out. Why didn't Bush want the press and the public to see Bath's name on his military records? Perhaps he was worried that the American people would find out that at one time, James R. Bath was the Texas money manager for the Bin Ladens. Uh Bush and Bath had become good friends 
when they both served in the Texas Air National Guard. After they were discharged, when Bush's dad was head of the CIA, Bath opened up his own aviation business after selling a plane to a man by the name of Salem bin Laden, heir to the second largest fortune in Saudi Arabia, the Saudi bin Laden Group. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm not an absolute, guys. You know, like, I really try my best to try and present things. Like, even that last one, the bit, uh, you know, like, pfft. but it is strange days. It's a bit woohoo. You know, use your own discernment, of course, guys. Um, most things I share can be a little bit like that here and there. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's some crazy stuff out there, and, pfft, you know. This it's one, Moon Blake Cousins along with my brother Brad. I don't Brent. know. Um, see, this one goes for 23. I'll give you a taste. Uh, I don't know if I should even do this, to be honest with you, but I'll, I'll give it three minutes just to see how it goes. It's to do with that Miami stuff that's been going around at the moment. I've, I've done a bit of a thing about it from a so-called eyewitness, but, you know, you've got to take all these things with a grain of salt, guys. Use your own discernment, you know, connect the dots and... I'm just putting out of the information. I haven't actually listened to this one, so I'm not sure where it's going to go. And it goes for 23 minutes, and I really couldn't be bothered playing the whole lot anyway if I was going to. So I'll just give it three minutes and see if there's the smell of um, stench. Apollo Asteria and Dr. J, including Jack Graham, more updates from eyewitnesses. We're looking at video that has just come into third phase of moon. Is this a massive hoax, or are we looking at something crazy that happened in Miami? The Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was nothing to do if he was an Islamist or whatever, you know. That was all against the protocols of that. Yeah, it's all bullshit. How did he get his little watch and all that, the jewellery shit that they don't wear as well, you know. There, there's a lot of things to all that crap about the, um, I, whatever his name freaking is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's, all, it's all rubbish, the whole thing. It's getting more wild as the hours continue. We're here breaking news. With his real right watch, real watch Give us a big thumbs up. we got a big episode oh. for you tonight. And and the left and right hand thing. Yeah, there's a lot of shady things about that whole situation. I know, been down that, yeah. Uh, let me tell you, what's been going on over the past few days has been quite wild. The public has been reaching out to us, sharing evidence, videos. Who knows what to make of it, Brett? Yeah, a lot of this stuff is coming in fluid. We're going to have a lot of opinions tonight. We're just getting started. Some of this stuff that we're looking at is very subject, especially this video. We have, including tonight, a bunch of other stuff that's coming in that we feel that needs a lot of discussion on this. This is going to be a super exciting episode tonight. We're, we're just uh, getting started. We got eyewitnesses. We got cops that uh, basically came forward that talked about this incident, kind of dismissing it. And then we bring in Jack Graham, who has a lot to say about how air, the airspace over Florida, Miami at that time was shut down during this incident. So there's so much there you go, coming guys. up. Good Everybody hit you, that man. thumbs up, subscribe. Let's rock. Okay. Well, I'm just going to beat a dead horse with that one. There's plenty of information out there you can research, um, especially if you're on Telegram. But, um, yeah, I'm just not – I'm not going to give – the platform for 23 minutes just on mine when I've got a lot of other things to do. And I've already covered a bit of this. So, yeah, it's the way it rolls. This is another little bit. Um, this one, yeah, this, this one. In advance. Anyway, uh, let's see what this one is. Or could these actually be? All right, this is, um, his name's Israel. Here we go. Israel Diego Rivera. Very interesting connections to the 23rd. 
So this is another guy that brings this up again. I really just don't want to entertain it at the moment. There's plenty of stuff out there, material guys, that you can all do yourself about this Miami thing. I've covered a little bit here and there, and that's, that's about all I'd rather cover because it's between speculation, um, bullshit, and the real story. I guess that's just a rabbit hole people can make out. I'll just give this gentleman um, a minute and a half, maybe two minutes. I've, I've already gone a bit into it, so I'm starting it off at one minute and 40. So yeah, so let's let's give it about two minutes to see what this guy's got to say. Real aliens, real interdimensional aliens. And is it connected with all the events that are going on? Or is it one huge kind of psyop that in order to create Zion, this kind of one world control, uh, we will need this alien invasion Project to bring the world together. So it's part of this plan of bringing the world together. That was the last, who was that, Butley? Um, What was his name? Um, The last one of their stage in the plan to bring the world together and get rid of religions, unite us all under the banner of an alien invasion. Wasn't that Bush, but ain't we already something about aliens? (laughs) My threat. They're putting it out there, guys. the evidence of the eyewitnesses Sounds convincing and sounds... Do you know what spins me out, though, in the um, alternative um, that we, we're sharing these things about Bluebeam and all that? Imagine if it really was. <laughs> we're just sitting back laughing at it and they're like, human, we eat human. <laughs> Consistent. And there's been so much disinformation and fake videos put out that something there's some, there seems to be something about this. My own opinion is that it's some kind of hologram technology which they have trialled in public. And this is similar to Orson Welles when he was on the radio. Like when they done Elvis on stage. And he was reading War of the Worlds and he had this broadcast that aliens were invading and people believed it. I was only talking about that yesterday to myself. (laughs) Now it's interesting, the description of the aliens was that they were eight feet tall. Now, if we go to the 1984 Olympics, we have a seven foot eight tall alien. That's nearly eight eight foot. And he ends the ceremony of the 1984 Olympic Games. Celebrated the best that humanity has to offer. I've got a feeling that's where the Samarian um, Anunnaki might have even probably come from myself as well. Just because it says that they come from the sky, that just could be flying machines. It doesn't necessarily mean they come from out there. You know what I mean? Just because they fly doesn't mean that they come from up there. Just it's got a flying machine, just like the Vedas back in India. You know, they'd fly machines. What do they class them as gods sort of thing? If they wanted to, if they went to another country, oh, the flying machine, they come from up there, you know. We hear a lot of them that are coming from the oceans as well. So go figure that one out. Anyway, I'm not going to um, entertain that any longer. Moscow, Russia. Now, this is an interesting one, Moscow, Russia. Let's have a quick listen to this. This goes for four minutes. I'll see how I go. This is about the moon. For those curious about, um, I've heard things about it being bought here, and I think this goes on to that it's a construction that was bought here. I haven't heard all this one myself. I just come across it briefly, and I thought, oh, it might be an interesting one for 
strange days. So I have heard this theory out of a couple of different ones about the moon, and I'm fascinated with it. Anyway, see what you think about this. Put this in your pipe, guys, and see how this smokes. 1970. After years of studying findings from various moon missions, two government scientists, Mikhail Vassin and Alexander Shcherbakov, publish an article in Sputnik magazine, revealing their shocking conclusion about the nature of the moon. Their theory is that the moon is likely a creation of alien intelligence that was brought to Earth in the remote past. Welcome, Paul. Good morning, Matt. physicists Vasil and Shabakov came up with the idea that the moon must be an artificial object. They based their ideas on, first of all, the fact that it appeared that the moon was hollow. Since no hollow planet could exist according to known laws of physics, that would mean that the moon had to be an artificial and engineered object. Based on the maximum depth of the moon craters, Vasin and Shirbakov proposed that the surface was only two and a half miles thick. NASA scientists had determined that this moon dust primarily consisted of chromium, titanium, and zirconium. In their publication, Vasin and Shirbakov noted if material had to be devised to protect a giant artificial satellite from the unfavorable effects of temperature, cosmic radiation, and meteorite bombardment, the experts would probably have hit on precisely these elements. Now, they themselves proposed that this suggestion is outlandish. However, it's only through their calculations and all the mathematics, they determined that their theory is correct. When, when you look at it from that angle, coming through all these and getting bombarded on its way here, in one regard it makes sense, because I put this up the other night. If the moon's facing us, right, so the moon's facing directly at Earth, well, the bombardment would have to obviously bypass Earth to hit the moon, wouldn't it? You'd think that. So if the asteroids and all that, why isn't one part of the Earth or just about all the Earth, at least half of it, cratered like the moon. That, to me, would make more sense if the moon, on this side that we see anyway, is bombarded like that, and it's just facing us. We're different if it was coming from the other side, of course. <coughs> Wait, I just choked on the chocolate. <coughs> trying, to, trying to swallow, eat, and talk at the same time. It's not a good combination, guys. I'm not a very good multitasker. <laughs> I tried to sneak that one in. Anyway, so that was my thoughts anyway, if anyone's ever thought about that. Why isn't, if it was just, okay, just one big bombardment within a, a year, well, just that one freaking day, all right? So one half of the Earth at least would look like, you know, take away the water and, you know, plants and everything. It should look like the moon because we'll be bombarded as well for it to hit the moon as well. That's just a scenario that I'll look at. We're talking people in academia may perhaps lose their position at the universities. Oh, for those that have just come in too, I'm um, I'm actually got about another 20 minutes and then we'll have an, an open line, maybe 25 minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes, I reckon. Yeah, 25, yeah. See how we go. See what I can fit in here. I don't think anybody would shut publish up. a paper like this unless they were 100% convinced that their findings are true. And so these Russian scientists, their theory is that... The moon is a spaceship, it's got engines within, but that on the outside they've coated it with this moon-looking substance. Now it's a far-fetched idea, 
but it makes a lot of sense in that you might want to shroud or cloak. Oh, this is this guy, if you haven't picked up on his voice, that's talking now, that's Art Bill. And make it look like a uh, very natural object. Since the publication of the Vossen and Sherbakov article, other researchers have come out in support of their theory. There are ancient stories that speak of a time when the moon was not up in the sky. And there are descriptions that say that the moon was artificially pulled into... This is the thing that really gets me. They say this, I've heard this story many a times, but, and he just showed me, it looked Aramaic, maybe, um, I just couldn't quite catch it then. It might have been, um, I'll have to re-look at that. It's, yeah, it went so quick. But they probably just pulled out a book just to make it look woo old. <laughs> but um, yeah, they always say this about they tell. I want to hear what what civilization or what book this is actually from. So they, that's something I'm going to dig into. Place. So if we have two modern Russian scientists who have suggested that perhaps the moon was pulled into documented place, in past history, if that is corroboration of ancient mythologies. That's when I listen. What ancient mythologies? So the whole idea that our moon is... See, this is what I don't like when people put out this. It's like when you say, the scientists said, or they said. Who's they? I want to know who they are. Give me names. Give me places. Give me dates. Give me times. You know what I mean? That's journalism. That's what I, I like to be like, you know, not just, ah, well, someone said back in ancient... I mean, I can pull shit like that out of my hat. Ah, oh, you know, like, um, back in ancient days, they um, used to say this back in ancient script. What script? What ancient days? What civilization? Give me names and places. That's what annoys me about these sort of presentations, you know? Or maybe I'm... I don't think I'm being nitpicky about it, because I like to just bloody know, that's all. Don't just give me, oh, back in ancient civilizations. What civilizations? I've studied many of ancient civilizations, thank you. All the way back to as far back as we can go. Go, go, go back with Tempe and... Um, so the Sumerian text and all that, you know. So which ancient civilization are we talking about here? And what book? That's all I want to know. Gigantic, Ain't asking too much. hollow spaceship that's been put into a special orbit around our planet and contains cities and structures that are inside and outside of the moon is to me a very reasonable assertion. And in fact, it would seem to be that our moon is some kind of gigantic artificial spaceship that is here to monitor our planet. Is it possible that the moon is actually a spacecraft? And might it have allowed extraterrestrials to discreetly monitor our planet? But if so, might these beings still be there today they got that knowledge what if it was possibly formed by a plasmatic ejection that created it to solidify in the way it does the plasma does very similar structure to it once it solidifies it's another theory guys to think about uh what have we got here a couple of pictures of it okay okay can't see that anyway so that's useless um, this is interesting. This is this cigar-shaped, um, so this one's going to be a quick one. Oh, it goes for 15. I'm not going to play the whole lot. I'll give you a taste of this one for about, uh, three or four minutes. It's about, we've heard about different crafts, and now this one's about the cigar-shaped crafts. Uh, 
1957, several cigar-shaped UFOs were seen in the skies of New York and New Jersey, prompting a full investigation by the U.S. Air Force. The investigation ultimately concluded that the objects were simply weather balloons, but the sightings remain a mysterious part of UFO law to this day. More recently, in 2018, a mysterious cigar-shaped UFO was spotted by a passenger on a commercial flight over Arizona. The unidentified object was reportedly seen for several minutes before it suddenly disappeared. This sighting has been one of the more interesting and widely discussed cigar-shaped UFO sightings in recent years. The existence of cigar-shaped UFOs remains a mystery to this day. Some believe that these objects are evidence of extraterrestrial life, while others are convinced that they are simply the result of advanced military technology. Whatever the truth may be, the cigar-shaped UFOs remain a source of intrigue and fascination for many. In Florence, Massachusetts, a UFO or unidentified aerial phenomenon, UAP object, it is also called, after changing the official name by many governments and official institutions for research into unidentified flying objects, a cigar-shaped UFO was sighted, while the eyewitness was taking some pictures, which quickly disappeared. He said, I was taking a series of photos during an interesting storm formation, almost a half-circular storm, as I faced the storm east. Everything behind me was just overcast. I took a lot of shots and then by chance caught this object in the sky while taking photos. I didn't even notice it with my eye while taking the photograph. I only noticed this object in the picture after reviewing the pictures. Hey, do you guys know, can you put videos on X? Um, I'm thinking of a platform to do all these things after I do it. I could um, publish the actual video clips and all that and the pictures on another platform. I'm just wondering which one to do it on, though. I don't know if they actually do or how long they actually allow video clips and that. Because it's freaking stupid, that other thing. I hate that other app. What's it called? Um, Discord. Didn't do it, bloody Yardy. You know. Yeah, anyway, I, I might look into it. Maybe X can allow that sort of thing. And that's not going to have an open um, source thing where people can just go after the show and have a look at all this sort of stuff. I think that'd be a great idea. The cigar-shaped UFO is one of the most mysterious and intriguing unidentified Yeah, I'm not on Facebook, though, mate. Yeah. Ever I'm banned. It has been seen I'm in various for parts life. of the world, including the United banned States, life, Canada, man. Mexico, and Europe. <laughs> the cigar-shaped UFO not is you, typically Oz. described as a long, cylindrical object with no wings or other visible Couldn't features. Couldn't imagine that. It is usually seen flying was, at actually, high altitudes I, no, I can't go on Twitter, and is often I'm reported to be moving oh. at incredible speed. If you were banned on Twitter, does XOX should be different. I might not be banned now. You know, I've got a life ban on Twitter because I pulled them up for the um, shenanigans that they'll pull them back in the day. <laughs> they didn't like that. A white cigar-shaped luminous object with a yellow stripe <laughs> down the centre and a you black stripe around Australian the outer edge, as described by eyewitnesses. It is really huge unidentified flying object when its size compared with the size of the hill in Bergen, Norway. It is hidden from view so that it was not seen by eyewitnesses, but its presence was noted in the photographs taken of the hill afterwards. Eyewitnesses described the UFO as a cigar, and their only reference was to photographs that had been taken by chance of the UFO. Hmm, very interesting. I've heard about the cigar ones. They, um, there's a book called The Ringmakers of Saturn, and I think I have mentioned this, I'll just do a quick 
Facebook gave a view that my son said that he come from Saturn before he was here when he was about five years old. I asked him, do you remember where you come from before you come here? And he said, yeah, you come from Saturn. And he said that they were on, um, he lived in the rings and they had cigar-shaped, well, I forget the terminology I had to explain to him at that age. I might have, I think I said sausage. I, I gave him a few different options of like triangle, um, you know, these different things, Drew. And, um, yeah, you said that they were about, uh, well, 10 kilometres would be about six miles, say about six miles American, or well, you're in miles and that. And they were cigar-shaped and they lived in the rings. And interesting with these cigar UFOs as well. I mean, you've got cigar ones, you've got triangle ones. I think the triangle ones, from what I've heard lately, are a, uh, more of an earthly one, um, if anything. But, yeah, most of these are. Then we had the bell. I think the bell from the Glock, they called it, back in Second World War from Germany. I think that was Mercury-based um, run through, I think it was Red Mercury. They were using that technology. But anyway, another fascinating little rabbit hole. Um, uh, it's not... Oh, it's actually on YouTube. Oh, there you go. UFO Rever, Revolution. Aliens caught on camera. Cigar-shaped UFO. Oh, we'll see. YouTube's got all that sort of stuff if you want to look that up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about all that. So normally I got two security with me that fly now, on private. I'm not sure. I, I thought I'd play this one because it's a bit popular. It only goes for a minute. I've got a couple of little minute ones here actually coming up. This one's Snoop, Snoop Dogg's. It's Snoop Dogg's Last Moments with Tupac. Let's have a listen to this. Playing with his sure got his home, his spot got his security. We get to the private plane. Sure, like, they can't go. New security. They can't go. Security like, all right, well, come on with us, dog. I'm like, nah. I'm, I'm going to stay there. I'm going to ride with them. Like, this is either the moment you niggas going to kill me, and we're going to get some clarity in this air. We got a five and a half hour flight. I ain't got no security. You niggas ain't feeling me right now. So I sit down. And I'm like, they still don't say nothing to me. Now we finna take off. I'm like, all right, I see what's finna happen. I've been around these niggas. I know how they get out. I grab me a knife and a fork, get my blanket five and a half hours like this. Mm -hmm. Sit in the back of the plane, all the way in the back. I'm the last seat. So, nigga, if somebody gonna get killed, nigga, if I'm gonna get killed, somebody dying with me. Mmm, deep shit. <laughs> Next on my little list. Yeah, another one a bit woohoo with the aliens, alien bases and that. Yeah, that's more of a, that goes for ages. See, another one on YouTube. Yeah, it makes you wonder if they're still up on that platform, if, you know, how legit are they, these sort of things. It's called Project 8200 Exposed. You can type that in. It's all about CIA's, um, CIA psychics find alien bases underground. Actually, this, I'll play two minutes of it because there was something at the beginning I remember that was interesting that they said. Let's have a quick listen to this. Two or three minutes. One remote viewer, entirely by accident, found himself at Mount Hayes in Alaska. Mount Hayes is in the middle of nowhere. There's no civilization for miles. But something was calling him to the mountain. Then he looked inside the mountain. There was a base hidden inside Mount Hayes. Then he saw... This was not a base built by humans. When multiple sources confirm the existence of the base, 
I'll have to get on the brett for this one to go and get some of his hiking boots out and a pitchfork or a, a shovel and um and go and search this little mountain. Soon realized this was only the beginning. Alright, looks like it's gonna get stupid now. Oh, this is interesting. Um I haven't I haven't listened to what this guy's gonna do, but I have heard this guy it was um I think he pronounced it Krada Mutwa. Um African shaman that um if you ever remember from years ago, David Ike actually, back in his early days when he was a bit younger, when he was first getting I think more into the alternative sort of thing after his soccer. What's his um Oh man, I think this interview went for about six hours or something, and um, unfortunately the audio wasn't very good, so it probably isn't here either. What he's got to say, this was this looks pretty much like the one he must have done with David. But anyway, the title here is "Who Are the um, Chituari?" This is what he calls them: C H I T A U R I, Zulu mythology. Um. You can find it on TikTok. Um, I'm not on that, but um, okay. I'll play it anyway. Guess it only goes for a minute and a half. Have a listen to this. Kreda Mutwa. Yes, are harvesting us. These creatures are not aliens, Mr. Egg. These creatures are sexually compatible with our women. And what does that tell you? It tells you that they came from here. They are. Part of us. African tradition says that the cheetah will fatten on the energy that we human beings give them. They make us to fight each other. And when the whole land is drowning in death and fear and terror, when hundreds and hundreds of people are angry and afraid, the cheetah will get fed. Because they eat that, that what we call the dark power, which is brought about when human beings destroy the planet on which they live. Apparently, this is Zulu mythology. These creatures, I hope you're not about to go to sleep, um, are have been around for a very, very long time. There are snake people that uh, apparently originated in the, in the oceans. And they developed very powerful, complex tools uh, when humanity was new upon Earth. And with their technology, they decided to enslave humanity and even celestial beings. They were driven underground and said to hide in the center of the Earth to this very day. And here's a quick video about someone talking about these. And uh, yeah, like I said, I hope you're not about to go to bed. Hmm. I wouldn't mind actually hearing the full story of that. I found him fascinating to listen to, to be honest with you. He's, um, the the picture that Kreda Mutua, I don't know if he painted it himself. I'm, not, I'm pretty sure he did, actually. Um, he was only a small bloke. Um, he's, he's passed away now. But the wealth of knowledge, he just prattled on for hours and hours about, um, yeah, the ancient, um, the ancient Zulu mythology. And he was actually fascinating to hear. Yeah, that you can find him. I'm not sure. You'll probably find him more on BitChute or um, what's the other one? Just trying to think. Ah, oh, damn! I just lost the thought of it. Um, uh, you could just type in 
um, I don't know how to spell his name, though. I, I remember his name, but it's David Icke interviews Zulu. Maybe that would come up, Zulu Shaman or something like that. But anyway, it's a really interesting. But like I said, the quality is not the best, but it's really worth a listen, man. Like, it's pretty spun out stuff for sure. Because you hear a lot about, I think that was the one that really kick-started David into the lizard people and all these sort of reptilian sort of things. Yeah, really, really worth listening to, guys, if you yeah, want something a little bit out there. He was a very reputable In man, the actually. 1970s, deep within Ecuador's... Now, this is fascinating. This is in Ecuador, obviously. Have a listen to this in the 70s. In the 1970s, deep within Ecuador's Amazon yeah, rainforest, yeah, a group of explorers were navigating the dense undergrowth when they stumbled upon the entrance to a vast underground cave system known as the Cueva de los Teos. But what they discovered within the cave sent shockwaves across the world. The explorers reported that they had discovered several mysterious artifacts, including metal plaques, which were intricately engraved with what seemed to be the history of humanity. The explorers believed that these metal plates were evidence of a lost advanced civilization. In 1976, a large-scale expedition led by British explorer Stan Hall was organized to investigate these incredible claims. The expedition included experts from various fields and even astronaut Neil Armstrong. Upon exploring the cave system, they were met with a vast network of underground and underwater tunnels, perilous sinkholes, and dangerous descents, which prevented them from mapping out the cave system in full. Yeah, there's an amazing cave system um, in Vietnam as well that apparently I've seen pictures like of it and all that and it's oh, it's just it's like another world, you know. It's um it, it runs the whole island apparently or the whole continent, whatever you call it there. Um, massive, massive underground um, cave system. Aegina Tepa is an archaeological site in Tajikistan, known primarily Yeah. This is just something a little bit, you know, it's nothing really major, but I just said I put it on at any case for, um, it's a Gina Tepper. And it goes for a minute, so there's a couple of little minute ones. You can find this one, The Discovery of a Gina Tepper. You can find the full thing on YouTube, actually. A Gina Tepa is an archaeological site in Tajikistan, known primarily for its ancient Buddhist monastery complex. The monastery dates back to the 7th and 8th centuries AD, a period when Buddhism was widely practiced in the region, largely influenced by the spread of the Buddhist religion along the Silk Road. The site was first discovered in the 1960s during the Soviet era. Archaeologists from the Tajikistan Academy of Sciences excavated the site and uncovered a wealth of ancient artifacts and historical structures. The most significant find was a large clay Buddha statue in Nirvana, which is one of the largest clay Buddha sculptures found in Central Asia. The statue measures in at around 12 meters long and is a remarkable example of Buddhist art. As well as the incredible Buddha statue, there were several other partial statues recovered and other artifacts which helps to shed light on this period of history. You talk about how the, all the originating Nephilim... This is another one. This one's a bit about the Nephilim, and it's called the Genesis 6 Conspiracy. Now, the um, this is another one you can find on BoobTube. It's with Gary Wayne. Um, interesting character. I just actually put a whole documentary that he put together. Oh, actually, an interview, sort of. Yeah, it was more of an interview, but it goes into a lot of his thoughts and things he's come across from his studies. Interesting character. Anyway, this is only a minute. Let's have a listen. We'll, we'll come up to call in line soon, guys.
All the originating Nephilim mothers died for their physiology could not cope with such monsters. Tell us a little bit more about this. The offspring are going to care, you know, take on characteristics of their parents with the DNA that's going to be passed on. They're going to grow quicker and into adulthood and larger faster than the woman can you know accommodate and, and eventually can't so they they faced a choice and this is recorded in the Kebra Nagast which is the Ethiopian Giez version of the Old Testament and they said that the mothers were butchered in a cesarean type of ritual that was going to kill the mother and they all died in favor of the baby demigods as to be this new super race that was going to rule over humankind and try and erase them from memory of history. Hmm. Another one you can look up. Um, I'm trying to find a bit of a longer one so I can just have Crazy a quick break. Um, all right. We'll have a listen to this and then I'm going to play a song because I'm just going to get um, myself a, a quick cuppa. I just need to get some water and I've got my little kettle here behind me, but I just got to go and get some water in there. Um, playground. All right, this is about playgrounds causing cancer in kids. Have a listen to this for um, a minute and 39 seconds. Seen on TikTok today. Rubber mulch and astroturf commonly used on children's playgrounds and in sports gives off a chemical dust called 6-PPD that is cancerous. There's a study that came out that found that kids that play on rubber playgrounds instead of soil are 10 times more likely to get cancer, specifically blood cancers. Now, there is no regulation on whether they can use this in playgrounds and sports in the United States, although there is regulation in other countries. Shocker. But the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission has come out with these guidelines to help you understand, you know, how to limit the exposure or the dangers if your kids do play on playgrounds or play sports with this chemical. And based on this, I would never let my kids play on a rubber mulch playground or anything with sports astroturf ever again. Now, shouldn't this be on every news channel? Shouldn't this be a huge deal? Right? Yep. How come we're just barely hearing about this now from a random TikTok video? Mm -hmm. Why aren't we going back to nature? Why isn't dirt okay? Why can't we have grass? Why can't we have a growing, oxygen-producing ground that kids play on? Why does everything have to be synthetic? Why is all water inside plastic? Why are we drinking microplastics a credit card's worth every week? Why are they allowing this to happen? Why do we continue to buy the plastic water? Why aren't we protesting? These are all questions you should think to yourself daily. You can do a bit more research on that and, and everything else on, um, you'll find it on vtvault.org slash hcq. Now, I'm going to give this, um, that was sponsored by someone, so I'm actually going to give them a bit of a wrap. Um, I like doing that for alternative um, therapies. Uh, this one's called GMG. It's the power of nature, green mountain uh, greenery, saving the world. So green mountain greenery dot info i think yeah, it'd be info it's usa usa handmade and um looks like they do extracts and all that so why not i'll give them a plug um i, I can't help myself i just gotta try and just do a couple more little ones here i think i got why castor oil packs now i'm a big believer in castor oil and um 
you can make a pack up, you know, and put it over things. It regulates stools. It's a good liver detoxification. It helps relieve stress, relieves pain, um, healthier body, and improves sleep. You can take it internally and externally, of course. The unknown origins, okay, we're up to the bigger ones the now. Gold is so involved. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to pause this for a second. By a predator and in the area. If no one calls in after this song, I'll just continue for the rest of the show. So I'm just going to go back here. No, Let's go back here. No, I don't want you. Um, Thank you. Where are you? Um, yeah, all right. So I'm just going to... um. Yeah, I'm just going to play a quick song. I'm just going to get myself um, a thing and put the kettle on and then make myself a cup of uh, I'll continue the hour. Right, back in two minutes, guys. I actually got water here. got a little gas stove right behind me. <laughs> all prepared, man. Coffee and all. Look at me. My little studio. What am I going to have? I think I might have a coffee for a change, guys. Nice strong coffee. A nice, what are we going to have? I'm going to have some international roast. What do you reckon? Full roast blend. This song is off a movie called Across the Universe. Check it out if you like the Beatles, guys. Fantastic production. So, don't feel like um, obligated that I need to be filled in. If anyone doesn't need to call in, that's fine because I've got plenty to do here. But I don't know why this thing still keeps on playing. It's really weird. Right, I'll just pour in my cuppa and then we'll rock and roll. If not, I shall continue the show. See how quick that cooked on my little camping. Yes, stay ball, ball already, guys.
I got this. I've got this little um, gas stove that runs on those little, um, yeah, those canisters. <laughs> Bloody, um, yeah, so it's need to just go in, buy them down at the hardware thingy. Only about four dollars for three, three canisters, man. And this, this is a little beauty. You know how you get your little flat ones for camping? Well, this one actually tilts. It's a, it's hard to explain, but on the top of it, it's like the size of a shoebox. I mean, you can actually push a button and tilt it if you're having a shower or you want to heat your room up. How versatile is that, guys? Pretty practical little unit, man. You can get them on eBay, actually. Bloody awesome stuff, man. I run like I still live in the bush. You know, I don't even have a fridge in there. Because I don't need a fridge in there. That's the way I do things. I'm just used to living like that and I'm very practical when it comes to that. Got me water. I didn't even realise I still had freaking I bought some water the other day. I got quite a big ten because I can't drink my bloody drinking water because I got bloody pigeons. I got pigeon infestation at the moment, the bastards. And they destroyed my water supply. Shitting all on my roof and that. They're becoming a real problem actually and I can't shoot them or anything because the bloody things will die on my roof and then the, how am I going to get them down you know where I, they get up in this awkward spot so I'm gonna have to get some fake snakes and there's apparently a pulse I heard mate was telling me the other day you know how you can get pulses for mice and all that so I'm thinking oh shit I might look into that and put some pulses up there and um old cds I haven't got any old cds I reckon they work pretty good just have them hanging around but I've got nothing to hang them off you know I have to work out something with these, but I'm continually smashing my freaking stick outside the bloody on top of the roof to get rid of them, and they're just getting more and more. They every season that goes on, it's just it's just getting out of control, guys. And it's pissing me off really bad. What you hear of the mornings is, I feel like just covering my whole roof, but it's too big to do it. With just with this one big net and having this string, and just like when they're all there and just go. Net them all. Chuck them in the oven. <laughs> Get in the oven. <laughs> Send them off to old switch, you know what I mean? All right, guys. So it's open lines if anyone's in the room. Oh, anyone, yep. Yeah, we've still got a few in there. Yep. If not, it's okay. It's all good because I can continue with my little rant and roll and my little go back into my little other um, thingy here that I was at. Now I've got to find her. Where are you? Where are you? There she is. I hope it starts where I left off. Oh, is it? Well, it's pretty close. Just a couple down. I hate it because when I'm in, I use a lot of my things I say through Telegram. And sometimes I've got to go all the way back to the bloody start. And then I've got to scroll up. Now, where was I, you know? Okay, now I know. A crater. Yep, we were getting close. Crater. That was the last one. This one. Where was I at? Playground, that's right. This one's um, about the average the average bottle of water. Oh, man, I don't know why this is still playing. Oh, that's right, I can play it low. That's all right. That's not annoying, I don't need. Um, yeah, the average bottle of water. Just how how many pieces of toxic... Here you go, here's a bit of trivia for you in the room. Keep you on edge if you're near the keyboard. How many pieces of toxic nano plastics do you think are in a bottle of water 
have a guess. Just pick a number. I, I will give you a hint. It's well over a hundred. Well over a hundred. I probably would have thought off the top of my head, probably about twelve to twenty-four, maybe, possibly even as low as six. Different particles of plastic in it. This will get you falling off your seat. Starts with a 24. Zero. 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 240,000. Think about that. 240,000 plastic particles in one litre bottle of water. Thousands of times more particle than previously found. Now this, I'll just quickly open the link up because there's a technology they use to pick this up. It sounds a bit extreme to me. I thought it would have thought 24 would be, sheesh, that's a lot of bloody different particles. Or even 2,000 would be like, come on, man, like... 240,000. They use this technology. I'll just get my eye dog here. Uh, where are we here? Bottles of plastic water contain hundreds of thousands of toxic microscopic plastic particles, new researchers have found. The findings are likely to shock anyone who has swapped for tap to bottle water, believing it was better for their health. Well, I don't actually drink bottled water. Um, I don't know the studies on the one I have. I have that, um, you know, when you buy your wines in those, what do they call them things? Those silver, oh, what do they call them? <coughs> you know, like your wine flasks, those sort of things. I get 10 litres of water in them. Uh, God, what's the bloody name of them things? But you know what I mean anyway. So I don't actually, I don't drink bottled water anyway. And um, yeah. Oh, water well. Oh, that's perfect, man. Yeah. I think the best water is tank water, if you can, like, or water, yeah, well water, distilled sort of waters, you know. Um, love rainwater, like, putting, but with all the chemical trails and everything in the air these days and nanoparticles, who knows what the bloody hell you're drinking anyway. You're freaking damned if you do, damned if you don't these days anyway, no matter where it's coming from, I think. It's freaking ridiculous. I want to buy one of those. Anyone know a really good filter? There's one called the Osmos, I think. You probably know that one, see? Um... Hey, welcome back, mate. Is, do you know that, that water? Anyone's welcome to call in. Um, I know Alex Jones, I think, was advertising it quite a lot. Um, osmosis, is it? Something like that? Um, I think it works on a distillery. Distilled? Um, oh, yeah, that's oh, 300 feet down, mate. Yeah, you should. As long as they're not fracking in your area, that could be the only problem. Um, is it from an aquifer, is it? That go, runs through under, is it? I gather. 300 foot, that's a fair deep, yeah, it's a pretty good deep distance down, man. Yeah. Yeah, they, they they ruined a lot of water like that up north here because they're bloody fracking everywhere and that shit, man, it just goes into the water supply and just ruins it, sadly. Because of the way they got to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, you'll be right, that'd be beautiful water. I'd love to have, like, even open spring water where it comes out. That'd be, oh, that'd be fantastic. Nothing like, you can just taste the difference. It's a totally different feeling. It's really weird now. I don't know if they've upped it, but I can smell chlorine when I have a shower, you know, pretty strong. I think they, they overdose it or are very sensitive to the smell of it. And um, 
Yeah, and you got a lot of parts over here, the fluoridate, the bloody thing. Isn't that funny? Good for your teeth and everything else, but they've got to wear toxic hazard suits when they're pouring it into your water. Yeah, it sounds really safe, guys. Yeah. They, my uncle has a artesian. Wow, oh, wow, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, that'd be great water. Yeah, I'm looking at a really, really good water filter. Um, I think I'm going to go through something like a still. Like an os, whatever they call it. I'll look more into it anyway. So yeah, that was interesting about the bloody plastic bottle of water, man. Jesus. Oh, I don't drink this stuff anyway. Um, there was a mysterious. I'm going to play. This one goes a bit lengthy, but there's this. I found it interesting. There's this mysterious crystal that they found in Spain. Um, you can actually find this one on YouTube. So I won't play the whole. I'll give you a taste. And indeed, manufacture has been a tough thing for... Right. Here we go. I like this sort of stuff. It's interesting. Well, to me, anyway. <laughs> Most people are aware of the crystal skulls, the best of which hidden away within the Smithsonian. Perfectly carved from solid pieces of crystal, their origins, purpose, or indeed possible function remain a mystery. What many are not aware of, however is the astonishing archaeological discoveries which have recently been made in Spain. A remarkable set of crystal weapons found within megalithic tombs at a site known as Valencina de la Concepci. Archaeologists investigating the site have uncovered a vast array of crystal arrowheads, an exquisite crystal dagger blade, along with a number of other artifacts. Found within an enormous megalithic structure, constructed out of large slabs of slate, the resting place of at least 25 once clearly very important individuals, along with their extraordinary smorgasbord of grave goods. Included within the finds was another mystifying number of shrouds, claws made of tens of thousands of perforated amber beads. Just how they managed to fashion these mysterious crystal weapons remains unclear. A number of investigators have remarked that great skill must have been required to produce these unique rock crystal weapons. The rock crystal dagger blade, in particular, was found in the upper level of the structure. Its morphology is not unheard of in the Iberian Peninsula, although, however, all the samples recorded anywhere else were made from flint and not crystal. Furthermore, and perhaps even more intriguing, is the fact that the crystal is of unknown origins. <laughs> detailed and thorough analysis being unable to successfully pinpoint the original whereabouts of this magnificent crystal. Given the technical skill and difficulties involved in creating the objects from such a material, rather than simple flint, their purpose, and indeed manufacture, has been a tough thing for academia to explain. However, it is unlikely that any funded academic would presume, like we can, that these highly advanced, perfectly manufactured weapons could, in fact, be far earlier artifacts created by a civilization with far greater capabilities than those of known prehistory. <coughs> Supporting this hypothesis is that, despite these objects being found relatively frequently within the burials of the 4th and 3rd millennia BC, crystal implements disappear from later funerary monuments within the early Bronze Age, a, quote, truly striking development, researchers say. As it would seem, the use of this raw material as grave goods was almost entirely abandoned, end quote. The reason for this remains a mystery. 
However, is it possible, as mentioned, that these were merely a discovered relic of a bygone era, thus making their availability limited? This would therefore make it appear as though there was a sudden halt in their mysterious and unexplained manufacture. Hmm. Yeah, so you can see the whole lot of it on YouTube. This is what's something what's going on. Yeah. Up in, um, Various. This is just yesterday, actually. I think it's the. What's today? What is today? The oh, it's the tenth now in my time. Just gone the tenth. Yeah, twelve a five p.m. Oh wow! It's yeah next day. Bloody hell! Wednesday, twelve a five a.m. Damn. All right, so we're in that. So it was the eighth. So yeah, it would have been virtually yesterday. This is up in the Philippines, I think. Um, where is it? Something big happening right now. I'm pretty sure. I think that I'll, I'll tell you anyway, honey. Videos and photographs were taken, which showed the fish desperately trying to make. Get back, get back, get back. That's it. That millions of fish have made their way on land, which has caused many to suggest that something big could be about to happen. Oddly enough, the event which happened on the 7th of January sparked confusion for those who witnessed it, Seventh. with many saying that this wasn't triggered by a predator in the area. Various videos and photographs were taken. Now, this goes for 15 minutes, but I'm going to play at least seven, I reckon, because it's interesting, this sort of stuff, because I'm, he goes... I haven't listened to all of it, but um, I listened up to about five minutes, and he starts going into the animals. You know, you know how they um, they react just before a um, an earthquake and stuff like that. And um, it's really weird because I've seen this pinpoint um, on this map. I'm sure it was actually in my dream. Um, it was off of the Earth, and it was like a big target, and it was right up in the Philippines, just north of Australia. I think it was that's where the Philippines are. I'm not very good when it comes to geograph, but it was north anyway of Australia, up in that area, and um, probably about well, a thousand kilometres north, I guess, if that's where the Philippines are. I thought, that's well, that's fascinating, because I only just come across this today as well. I didn't know that this had actually happened. Which showed the fish desperately trying to make their way on land. Residents who live close to the area reported on social media that animals have been acting strange throughout the area, further adding that it's not just marine life that has been displaying odd behaviours. Birds, for example, have been seen flying to higher ground, hmm. with one resident saying that mammals have also been observed doing this, hmm. and it's led worry. some to suggest that something big Tsunami. could be about to happen. Could be another one as well, they do Intriguingly, that. there is compelling anecdotal evidence that indicates certain animals, such as fish, may possess an inherent capacity to detect and anticipate natural calamities. Although the precise mechanisms behind this phenomenon are still not fully grasped, it is plausible that fish have the ability to perceive subtle environmental cues or changes in atmospheric pressure Absolutely. that serve as telltale signs of impending disasters, such as earthquakes or tsunamis. When it comes to the remarkable ability of fish to sense impending natural disasters, an intriguing aspect emerges, suggesting a connection between these animals and the premonition of catastrophic events. In this intriguing hypothetical situation, it is proposed that fish have the extraordinary ability to perceive an imminent natural calamity, like a tsunami, and instinctively, they react by swimming onto dry land, seeking refuge from the devastating repercussions that such an event may bring. Although this notion is purely speculative and lacks concrete evidence, it introduces a fascinating dimension to the intricate interplay between animals and their <clears throat> surroundings. Well, I've got plenty of time. I'll be have a bit of a rant here and there. I just often wonder if um, all these, you know, whales that have been beaching, I'd love to know the, the if there was any submarines around them areas. I think that would be an interesting 
dot connector if um, if it's true. I've got a strong feeling that they're picking up or to them it might be deafening. You know, could you know we don't know like on what levels they hear or the pitches when it comes to those sort of frequencies that it could be sending a near mad and they do anything just to get away from it. That's a high possibility. I mean, the other one is that it just sends off their natural navigational skills, but um, yeah, it could also be that they're just just trying to get away from the freaking noise. It'll be like us just here in this constant, just you know, just well, whatever, all the time driving you bloody insane. You know, I got ringing of the ears constantly, and that's just, that's annoying enough, especially when I try to go to sleep. That's another thing I've got too. Uh, I'll bring it up now because I'll forget. When I lay down, I get this sound that sounds like shower. Um, I've had it, geez, for quite a few months now. Oh, it's been a, quite a while, actually, probably a year, mate. I can't, actually, I can't really remember when it started. Um, my friend says that it's a higher vibrational spiritual thing. You know, she's right into that woohoo and all that sort of stuff on the astral planes and, you know, meditation and auras and all that. And she said, yeah, it's a, um, I don't know where she heard it from, some guru or something, and I see a lot of people are hearing that that have gone to that next level. I guess you could call it, you know, the enlightenment or the, mm, I don't know what you actually, yeah, your terminology, yeah, spiritual path or something like that. But yeah, it's just like you'd swear that it was raining. You know, when you say you're down in your room and someone's cooking, say bacon, that's sort of a sound of the, even it's, it's sort of a bit like that between that and, um, just like it's raining. It's, I'd swear it was just, just that drizzly sort of a, sort of a rain it's and it only happens when i lay down in my bed it's i don't hear it during the day or nothing it's and it's coming from inside i know i thought it might have been an electrical thing in the wall but i can actually cover my ears completely and i don't even hear it so it's not coming from external noises it actually seems to be coming from within a bit like tinnitus you know it comes from within the, the head they reckon um, some people can get tinnitus that bad that your partner can actually hear it coming out of your ear now, I don't know anyone close enough to me to actually get that close to me. <laughs> hey, little girl, can you come and listen in my ear? <laughs> Ooh, what lovely hair you have. <laughs> Do a Jay Biden on him. Ah, get out of Uncle Herbert. But yeah, I don't know anyone. Anyway, I'll find someone one day that's a sucker. I might go on the streets and say, Do you mind listening in my ear? <laughs> Put your ear next to mine. <laughs> Expanding our understanding of their adaptive behaviours and the profound connections they share with their environments. Evidence abounds of animals, fish, birds, any reptiles excuse, and insects any exhibiting strange behaviour anywhere from weeks to seconds before an earthquake. However, despite extensive research, we are still unable to fully comprehend and predict the consistent and dependable patterns of behaviour that occur before seismic events. Additionally, there is a lack of understanding regarding the underlying mechanism that would explain the occurrence of such patterns. A social media user recently shared an interesting observation regarding their koi pond. They noted that one day, while gazing at their beloved fish, they noticed an intriguing behaviour. The fish seemed to be swimming tirelessly in circles, captivating the observer's attention for hours on end. In the early part of March, an incident took place where she recounted that within a few days, her residing area experienced the impact of an earthquake measuring four on the magnitude scale. The occurrence left a significant impact, causing both physical and emotional upheaval in the region. China, 
positioned on the Pacific Ring of Fire, finds itself situated in a region highly susceptible to seismic activity and earthquakes. This geographical location exposes the country to frequent tremors and geological disturbances. The Pacific Ring of Fire is an expansive region that constitutes a circular belt encircling the Pacific Ocean. This region is renowned for its notable predisposition towards heightened seismic activity, including frequent earthquakes, along with a propensity for volcanic eruptions. China is located in a region where the Eurasian Plate and the Indian Plate meet, forming a boundary between these two significant tectonic plates of the Earth's crust. Oh, this is all right. This is actually on YouTube as well. Oh, there you go. So it's called Something Big is, a, is, well, something big is Happening Right Now. Millions of animals are acting strange, jumping onto land today. And it's, I think the publisher, by the looks of it, is Unexplained Mysteries. Might be That might be his program or his channel. So if you come across that, if you, I'll, I'll still play a couple more minutes of it. I'll play another two minutes. This geological position makes China highly susceptible to seismic activity and geological phenomena. The convergence and impact of these two tectonic plates have given rise to an intricate network of fault lines that traverse across China, giving way to a recurrent occurrence of seismic events. Yes, earthquakes occur frequently in China. However, the nation has taken significant initiatives to reduce their adverse effects. The measures implemented to mitigate the impact of earthquakes encompass a variety of strategies. Fish have the ability to be driven towards land when faced with abrupt and significant transformations in their underwater surroundings. These environmental disruptions, such as sudden fluctuations in water temperature, levels of oxygen, or the density of pollutants, can create inhospitable conditions in their aquatic habitats. Consequently, fish may opt to temporarily inhabit land as a strategy to cope with and adjust to these modified circumstances. This adaptation allows them to find temporary refuge and seek a more suitable environment until their original habitats stabilize. In these cases, venturing onto land becomes a survival mechanism for fish, enabling them to navigate and respond effectively to the challenging alterations in their aquatic ecosystems. When faced with rising temperatures that result in a lack of oxygen or the rapid growth of harmful algal blooms in aquatic ecosystems, fish may resort to migrating to land for short periods. This migration is driven by an urgent necessity to adapt and survive the increasingly deteriorating conditions in their aquatic habitats. During their temporary stays on land, fish seek out oxygen-rich environments and alternative food sources, enabling them to evade the challenges of their compromised aquatic homes. Yeah, very interesting. I'll watch all the rest of that later, actually, myself. Um, yeah, a little bit too long. I don't like to be playing long ones now, like 15-minute ones and that, anything up around there. I'll try to keep it down a bit and especially if they got links so there's stuff if you're really interested you can go in and have a listen to later <clears throat> this this is a shame i've got bad um audio on this this is it's really interesting how synchronicity works all right i spoke to someone today that was concerned about scientology so i said okay i'll, I'll do some digging and i'll put a show up which i did earlier about the shenanigans of this cult and um there's this one here that I come across as well. Um, just after I put it on, actually, it was really weird. It's called A Guy Secretly uh, Films Inside Scientology 
signs one billion year contract plus Scientology exposed the higher-ups. Uh, yeah, it's no... Li- oh, it's from TikTok. No, I'm not going to play that. That's terrible. Yeah, what a shame we didn't get him without all the noises and stuff. Ah, well, what can you do about that, eh? Now, I'm going back, so I'm going to have to go way, way ahead here. Oh, yeah, this is... I'm up to actually where I left off on my other one. So I'm just going to go before, because I know I missed some before this, so this will just take me a second to get through all this. I've got some amazing pictures, actually, of Egypt from the 1870s. I like going back and looking at things before they got overly corrupted. And I that. just caught the Disney company deleting verses from the Christian Bible. I'll play this one for the Christians out there. Um, yeah, this this is an interesting one. It's happened with the shenanigans. Listen to these dot connects here. It's caught the Disney company deleting verses from the Christian Bible. It's Matthew 17, 21. Look. These demons are beat by prayer and fasting. But then this Bible, look, it goes from 20 to 22. It skips 21. They removed it. What Bible is this? This is this red Bible. This is this older black one. The Revised Standard Version. Who makes that? So the NIV also deletes it. Who owns them? Biblica. Who owns them? Hotter. Hotter. Who owns Hotter? Could it be? Walt Disney? Holy balls. So what I did Holy was balls. I started a t-shirt company to get the word out so we can keep Matthew this power. Matthew eh? Yes, they've banned anything Nazi in Australia now. There's a big auction off, actually, because they're trying to get rid of anything German mem- memorabilia from the Second World War because the auctioneers can't auction it now. <laughs> oh, dear. Going on the good old days, eh? <laughs> Controversial new treatment that may hold... Okay, I'll play that. I'm trying to skip through, and sometimes this little monkey takes a little bit... Actually, this might play now. Didn't play... So when it comes yeah, to electroculture, we are seeing some fascinating results. Didn't and check this now. video. This is great, right? This is just a simple electroculture antennas placed on top of this Japanese maple. And it said that the Japanese maple was basically dead in the beginning of March and had very few branches or leaves. Look at it now. I put up an electroculture pyramid. I'm actually in Boston, and it's completely different. Look at this. This is from our Telegram group, Cultivate Elevate, and we get messages and pictures and videos all the time of so many electroculture success stories. The most fascinating thing about electroculture now is that it's trying to be debunked by Google, and I wonder why that is. It's because we can all have abundance just by using beautiful energy that's all around us and look at the thickness of that he's at least well i said on my last one because he wasn't playing oh yeah the bills and everything actually i'm going to go into my save ones i'm going to skip through this there's bound to be something in my other file that i can put on here instead of going through that let's get back in here now i don't usually go and this is more of my personal file so I'm not sure. Oh, that's right. I'm going to put up the David Martin one after this. This, if it plays, this is a bit of a taste of what I'm going to bring up on um, Outside of Normal this Saturday. I'm going to wear, looks like, well, I'm going to, looks like, it's it's out there. It's a bit of a conspiracy, a bit woohoo-ish, slash woohoo. 
rabbit hole. Um, I'll give you a quick taste of the um, a little bit of something that I've got lined up with involving the Cabbage Patch Kids. This is um, it's a production actually with Midnight Ride. Not a bad show with David um, Carrico and John Pounders. And you can actually find this one on YouTube, but I don't want to give away too much. <laughs> Leave it a bit of suspense, if you know what I mean. Just to give you a bit of a taste where the show might be going. Once again, in the Puritan Barn, and as always, we are going to bring you something that interests you, and not only interests you, but hopefully leads you in closer to the truth. That's always our goal, and so we thank you guys so much. Let us know where you're from in the chat. Let us know how you're doing in the comments, and we will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Any What's that in the room? What Disney was a Nazi affiliate? I don't think, I don't know, I don't know about Walt. I think he was more, I wouldn't be surprised if he was had ties with Freemasonry, to be honest with you. He was? He was. What, he was Freemason or he was in with the Nazi um, regime of some sorts? Mainstream companies put dangerous chemicals in their products that contribute to disease and disability. This is why it's so important that we take care in the products that we consume. The skin is the largest organ in your body, and it is the covering to your temple. Our sponsor tonight is Sugar and Spice Soap Company. They create all natural and biblically clean soaps and beauty products. They even have a soap for midnight ride listeners. Yeah. Use coupon code NYSTV no, to receive 10% off all your purchases. German Jews have manipulated the, the world for many years to control. If this is oh, true, yeah. then... Our country is oh, NASA, yeah, that's another big one. have these trips. Special trips. But he said, my, my daddy takes the bodies to the grocery store and he grinds them up and puts it in the hamburger. And nobody ever knows it. Deep shit, guys. How can kids, six, eight, ten years old, be describing rituals that come from a book like the, like the Book of the Dead? I said it's going to be one big rabbit hole, this one, guys. More than meets the eye than some cute little cabbage patch diet. It's issue. hard to get your mind around people being capable of this kind of evil. All right, thank you, guys. And we actually have our links back in the description. Finally, we got our rights to have links. I guess it's not a right, actually. But we've got them back in the description. <laughs> I don't mind this guy. He's a midnight ride. 
Um, he comes up with some good guests in that too. So if there's anything you see there that you like, check it out. Also check out Truth or Fit. This is where this hat comes from. Uh, 50% off our Midnight Ride mugs. I don't have one here with me right in this moment. I actually, we had so many technical difficulties. I didn't have time for coffee, and that's unfortunate, even though I've been drinking coffee a lot today. But those mugs are 50% off with the coupon code. Yeah, and the common call curriculum, no doubt. E-O-R-A-H. <laughs> H-E-A-D, and you can get 50% off those mugs. So You know, y'all want to be a tour head. Yeah, always, yeah. And I, that little mug is great for hot chocolate. I love it because it's got the little spoon and little... I'm forwarding it. Now I'm probably going to screw it up. After we can get to that, I feel like the closer we have to freedom, truth brings freedom. Truth will set us free, and so that's where we want to go with that tonight. Do you anything you want to say tonight before we get going, David? Well, I was so impressed with the work that Mind Unveiled did on that tremendous job, and that brought back so many memories for me because I watched this. I grew up in the 50s. Back in the 50s, we had a black-and-white TV, and we would, you know, there was the, the window there in the front room, and someone would watch the TV and holler at the window. You'd go out. And you turn the TV antenna with your hand, you know. But we were watching the, the Little Rascals, and I never had a clue to any of these things. It never, never registered with me. And then, even when I become aware of all these things, I never put it together with the Little Rascals. So this was a mind explosion for me. And I am so convinced that there's a real dark underbelly here that needs to be looked at. Yeah, I think that not only is not only is it has it happened then, we're actually seeing a lot of that stuff go on now right underneath our noses, but it's been filed underneath government programs, etc. And, you know, tonight we're going to also look at that, but we're also going to show the influence of secret societies on the stuff that we're looking at tonight. And, and we're going to kind of hone in on one in particular that had much to do with orphans and asylums. And so we're going to, as we continue to look at that, we will. Um, this is kind of w one of the things that mine unveiled brought out and other people have brought out and things that I had no idea about. Now I did know about the orphan trains, as you can see here, this is another one I was going to bring uh, up train orphan trains. It goes into that, orphan yeah. train, and they would transport orphans all across the United States to be adopted out to people. Mm -hmm. I think they said over 200,000 or more orphans were transported by train to be adopted out throughout the United States. I looked into all the adoptions going on and this. Yeah, I, I've actually got the, um, yeah, I've, I've got the whole video on that too. I, um, if you're on telegram, I've got the, I've actually got a picture, a video of the whole thing underneath. looks like one big freaking um, I don't know what you'd call it. <clears throat> Disgusting chambers of sorts. Yeah. Some big shenanigans going on more than just a little tunnel. That's for sure. Oh yeah, man. Especially the Lubavitches, there's no doubt about it. What's going on from every angle? You have uh, Paris, uh, people trying to adopt French children over into Louisiana and areas where French purchase was going on so they could have more French people. You have English people trying to have more babies over in America for their people, and you have so much of this going Yeah, it wasn't just a tunnel complex, guys. It's a, like a little mini freaking yeah, complex under there. It's actual pig pen. You've got like a freaking bunch of sewer rats live there. They're pulling out mattresses and... <laughs> I don't know. I can only imagine what the freaking hell was going on through there. On you have the slave trade. You have humans Disgusting. being trafficked by the millions during these time periods. It's, it's 
mind-blowing when you really look at it. Uh, this is I actually brought that up on my last show about the Talbot and um, the shenanigans with um, the, the gender movement at the moment. One in 100 um, uh, Israelite, well, Jays over there, they're um, homos, and they're the most actually concentrated pedophile um, syndicate in the world. Pornography as well is another one that comes out of that miserable little place. There's a baby, baby raffle in Paris, this other slide that you see here. And at the state fair, or the Perfect first team, state you know. fair in Chicago, one of the first state fairs, they had people there that had an ex The problem is the women that escape these brothels and all that, they run to the police and the police freaking take them straight back to their freaking slave masters. That's disgusting setup over there, that's for sure. What a cesspool. It's a shame in the and the same with the mongrel dogs that run back there once they're busted for pedophilia. It's one big crime, crime syndicate, there's no doubt about it. The Khazarian Empire still soldiers on, there's no doubt. The bit of babies that they had in these chambers that were uh, like wombs to where they would keep the baby alive, you know, like uh, a baby that's born too early, um, premature babies at these fairs. So baby, the baby game was big. I don't know. Okay, it's enough. I'm not going to give too much away. I'm going to go into the incubators now and everything says it's going to pretty much cover most of what I'm going to bring up anyway. Did you know that the U.S. government signed off an, on a false flag operation to kill American citizens with CIA operatives posing as Cubans in order to justify the invasion of Cuba? Look up Operation Northwood when people tell you that false flags are a conspiracy theory. Then drop your proverbial mick. JFK wanted to eliminate these and um, he paid dearly for it. Wanting to do that. I've got something more. The existence about that. of communism so close to American shores kept Cuba on Kennedy's plate. And the Joint Chiefs of Staff presented a plan to Kennedy called Operation Northwoods, whereby the CIA would secretly perform terrorist acts in the United States and blame them on Castro to justify bombings and an invasion of Cuba. And you see all these plans being sent to McNamara. And to Kennedy. Fake an attack by Cubans against the Guantanamo Bay centers. Sink a U.S. ship in Guantanamo Bay and blame it on Cuba. The one that scares me the most is very sophisticated. Uh, take an airliner and fly it as a drone over Cuba without any people in it. With a tape recording that would play, we're under attack by Cuban aircraft. Oh, my God, they're going to kill us. Blow up the airplane. Blow up this huge drone. And use that to start a war. The president declined the recommendation. The Northwoods plan was our big find in the way of military records. They're universally recognized today for their importance. It's one of those releases that the review board members, the board members themselves, were justifiably proud of that came out of the JFK Records Act. No, oh, and let's not forget the USS Liberty that um, they tried to blame the bloody um, Egyptians on, didn't they, in that one? If only the Americans knew the shenanigans that these mongrels were up to and what they, how much they loathe your own country. And what about all the dual citizens in there, in your own country there, in Congress? It's unbloody believable, guys. It's unbloody believable. Every rock you turn over, they're there, man. It's just freaking incredible. I don't know. But if you talk about it, you're a anti-Semite. Can't have that. You can talk about everyone else, anyone else in the world. You can't mention the, the poor little Jew. Mm. It's the same here. Anti-defamation laws, the whole lot. 
Ball brought up by Anne Frank. Now look how the ADL started, guys. Another shenanigan. Just goes on and on. It never freaking ends, man. It just never, never ends. They say 108 countries these people are kicked out of well, several times. It actually goes over a thousand. <clears throat> it's just absolutely mind blowing, guys. We're going to work together to take us down, and that's QAnon's end goal. I don't know. And yes, we know there is no QAnon, so. Next, he goes into the meaning of Trump's name. Listen, you'll notice he can't make his mind up which one he wants to use, so I have two clips. As I've stated before, Trump's name is a variant of Adonis. Um, his last name is also a variant of Triumph. And Triumph is affiliated with the god Dionysus, the masked god of theater, masks. 2020, anybody? Mm-hmm. Anyway, and I... Oh, yeah. Well, David Irwin proved that one bunch of bullshit amongst many other um, people. Fifteen million before the war, fifteen million six hundred after. What's going on there? I'm not the brightest on maths, but uh, how you going, James? Good to see you, mate. We all know what Trump's doing here. I mean, they even said in articles that Trump is just joking, and we all know that he's just making a statement because that's what they're doing now. It's weaponizing the government against us and him. Police and state. of course, you guessed it. He goes into Trump being possibly the Antichrist. I don't know how many videos I got to do about this, but there isn't just one Antichrist. The Bible doesn't even tell us that. But the Bible only mentions the word Antichrist two places in John. Screenshot it, read it. The word the is not in front of Antichrist. The word the in front of Antichrist makes it a person, place, or thing. See, Antichrist is behavior. It's against Christ. Anybody, anything against Christ is Antichrist. We're living with Antichrist. There are many. And we're living with them now. So... What do they want? 2,300 Goyam slaves in their new... Under the I noticed last week you had the most adorable, pretty eye. Britney Spears, a little under monarch mind control, the vigilant citizen. Britney Spears is one of the most obvious examples of monarch programming in the entertainment industry. On several occasions, Britney showed clear symptoms of mind control on camera. I've seen these glitches on that that she's gone through. I'll play a little bit of this because I've only got just enough time for about five minutes of this. It goes for six, and then we're going to end the broadcast, guys. So let's just have a five-minute listen to about Britney. Does she have a boyfriend? No, sir. Why not? They're mean. Boyfriends? You mean all boys are mean? I'm not mean. How about me? Well, it depends. I get that a lot. Um, 
you know, I've seen her break down, um, split personality and start talking real English and that very, very bizarre. Definitely mind effed. Mexico to London. London. Okay, this is the one. This is the interview. You can't see it, but you'll hear a voice change in a minute. Have a listen to this. You've had a rough year. You've had a year that would test a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Illness in the family. Mm-hmm. A breakup. This spasm of publicity about what happened in from Mexico to London. It was pretty rough, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. Oh, weird. Hello. Mm. Um, oh my goodness, hello. Ew, strong brainy. Um, yeah, it was a weird. Very, very weird shit, guys. There's another one. I'll see if I've got that where she she just changes her language completely. No. It's not going to show that one on this little thing. Oh, this was her talking on Okay, so last week, guys, I made a dress. It's really proud, diamond panel, slip in the back, a girlfriend helped me sew it. They sent me a dress I didn't have to make myself. Pink. I can't Hear believe it. She's I'm talking? just saying, okay, now I'm so proud. Now I didn't even have to make it myself. Thank you, company, for sending me this dress. Thank you. Very weird. I think that, that she, she done this in social media. I'm not sure which platform it was on when she was doing it. She's sort of like a little kid's cross- So guys, I just want you to know if I shut down my Instagram, do not call the cops. I don't Instagram. ever be a roller coaster. Weird stuff, man. I got this dress as well. Never be a roller coaster! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pretty messed up. Pretty messed up. Um, yeah, that goes into the Manchurian Candidates, Mind Control, and Sex Slaves. Um, they say that even Marilyn Monroe was part of this sort of thing. Um, she was classed as... Blonde hair is a very big sign as well, um, and shaving their hair. you find a lot of them want to get it, uh, Britney done the same sort of thing. Mind Control, um, of course, that goes into that. Um, I'm not sure what this one here is. I've only got a couple of minutes left to just quickly see what this is. The internet's been running crap the last couple of days. Hmm. Not going to load, are you, little sucker? <clears throat> come on, come on, there's got to be a quick, quick clip of something here. Since waking up, okay. See so if I can just quickly read something. Okay. 
The land of Israel has been populated by the Jewish people since 2000 BC. Here's the timeline in case you didn't realise that it is there. Um, oh, it's gone. Shit. Ah, I swapped it back to the other freaking thing. See, I'm rushing. Once I rush, <coughs> things get out of control <laughs> real quick. Um, okay. There's, there's another one that's called, um, it's actually, you can find them on Podbean, Forbidden Knowledge, they're a good one. There's a good episode, it's the Genesis 6 Conspiracy. It's about Nephilim tribes and bloodlines and fairies. Actually, that's the one that I actually published. That's really weird. I didn't even know I had that from someone else. So Forbidden Knowledge actually published that as well. Um, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Both on the same page there. Okay. I'm sorry to stuff it up there a little bit, guys. The bloody thing freaking spazzing out of me as usual. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take it out with a song. Oh, yep, the two-minute things just popped up. Um, I really appreciate you all for joining me tonight, and I um, hope you got something out of it. Like I said, sorry about that little screw-up at the end there. And um, <clears throat> I'll catch us all in the next episode of Strange Days. Anyway, you all take care out there, and um, I'll catch us next time. There's no doubt about that. Show will be up in about 15, 20 minutes, guys. <laughs>